I'm Malachi, pastor and founder of Life's Word Ministry, along with my beautiful wife, Christine. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that what you hear will enrich, enhance, and encourage your life in a very special way. It is our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live hope and change. And now here's today's podcast. Welcome back to another show this week. This is LWM Podcast. I bless each and every one of you for coming in, taking the time to listen to the show and sharing it with your friends and your families. I appreciate that so very much. And I pray for each and every one of you right now in the name of Jesus that you're blessed beyond measure. Here it is already into the sphere first part of spring. Spring is on its way. How do you know? Because we had to set our clocks up one hour. Did you forget? How many of you out there listening forgot to set your clocks up one hour? Man, already setting our clocks up one hour. Losing one hour of sleep. Don't you wish you had someone to stand in for you, take your place for work, for school, or whatever it is that you're getting ready to do? You you wish you had someone to step in and take your place. You know, they call that a stand in in the movie industry. I was in the entertainment industry for 10 years. And when I was not out modeling or in Los Angeles auditioning for a particular movie or a show or a commercial, I was working in San Diego at the Stu Seagulls production company. And I was the number one black stand-in for San Diego. I doubled for Billy D. Williams. I also doubled for Shamar Moore and different other actors. Even Denzel Washington came in to San Diego when he filmed. I met and worked with a lot of African-American actors that came into town. Coolio, Sticky Fingers, you know, a lot of the rappers. And, you know, I'd never really talked about it, but that was my job. I was a substitute. I was a stand-in. I was going into I was going into a little bit of stunts and I ended up getting hurt and had to step back from that industry because I was injured. And I stepped back from the industry for a while and I never went back. My mindset never was the same because of the type of injury that I sustained on this special effects shot. But it was funny just thinking about those that I worked with, the rappers that I worked with, and how much weed they smoked on set. Billy D. Williams smoked so much weed, he couldn't remember his lines most of the times. Coolio smoked weed, and Sticky Fingers smoked weed. All these guys were smoking weed while they were working on the set, and no one said anything. You go to their cabin and knock on the door, open the door, poof. All that smoke just come out. Contact high. It's like, wow. But when you think about getting hurt, someone has to take your place. And somebody had to take my place because I wasn't able to go on and perform like I normally did. So there was a substitution there. And that's what happens when you get hurt. Somebody has to substitute. But we're talking about today in substitutionary atonement. I had read about a story of a family that was involved in a serious traffic accident and they had two sons. Mike was the youngest of the two brothers involved and he was badly injured and he needed a blood transfusion. So Mike's 
big brother Danny, who was only eight years old, had the same blood type as his younger brother, Mike. So the dad sat Danny down and he carefully explained to him why this blood transfusion was needed and how wonderful it would be for his little brother. So after some silence, Danny responded by saying, yes, daddy, I'll give my blood to Mike so he can get well. So at the hospital, a pint of blood was drawn from Danny's veins. Only after the needle was taken out of his arm that Danny turned to his father with tears rolling down his cheeks and he asked, Daddy, when do I have to die? Then the father suddenly realized that, man, Danny misunderstood his explanation of giving the blood. Danny thought he was going to give all of his blood in order to save the life of his brother. He thought that he would die after the transfusion was over. Yet he still agreed to help his little brother. Substitutionary atonement. Have you ever heard of that? The word substitute means a person or a thing acting or serving in the place of another. As in a substitute teacher, they serve in the place of a teacher who is unable to perform his or her duties due to an absence. There's going to come a time in your life to where you're not going to be able to perform at your best. You're not going to be able to perform 100 all the time. You're going to need someone to take your place. You're going to need someone to come in and substitute for you. You're going to need someone to give you a break. That's what it means to have a substitute, someone to come in and take your place. Because life gets hard. Life gets difficult. There's times you don't want to go on. There's times that you don't want to get out the bed. You want to cover your head up with your covers and stay underneath those warm covers and say, forget it. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to church. There are times that you are going to feel you just don't want to do it any longer. And you're going to need someone to come in and take your place. That's why there are people that are substitutes. Substitutionary. We're going to need someone to come in and help us. Someone to take the load off of our shoulders and give us a break. Even in church, it gets hard. It gets difficult. It gets discouraging. And you want someone to substitute for you. Have you been there? Have you been to the place to where, you know what, what, why? Why am I going through all of this stress? Why am I going through all of these problems? Why? Take a break. Take a vacation. Take a staycation. You will need some time off to regroup, some time off to be refreshed. You need someone to substitute for you, substitutionary, substitutionary is the act or process of substituting. Christ Jesus suffered and died as a substitute in the place of and on behalf of fallen humanity. According to the Bible, sin must be paid for. The substitutionary atonement, it refers to Jesus's dying as a substitute for sinners. He took the place of the sinner. The Bible teaches us also that all men are sinners. In Romans 3, 
9 through 18. I'm going to read this. Usually, if it's a long scripture, I usually let you read it for yourself, but I want to read this for you. It says, what shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? Paul says, not at all. For we have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. He says, as it is written, there is no one righteous. No, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good. No, not one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways, and the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Isn't that something how Paul is writing during the first century about the sinfulness of man? The penalty for our sinfulness is death. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. What are wages? Something that we're paid for. He says, for the wages of sin is death. But... The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Without Christ, our soul is going to die and spend an eternity in hell as a payment for our sins. The one thing that refers to death in the scriptures is separation. Hear me on this. Everyone will die. That's the only guarantee in life that we have is everybody's going to die. People want guarantees. But the only guarantee that we have in this life, we're all going to die sometime. But some will live in heaven with the Lord for eternity, while others will live a life in hell for eternity. It's a choice. The death spoken of here refers to the life in hell. However, the Bible teaches us that eternal life is available through Christ Jesus. This is his substitutionary atonement. When Jesus died on the cross, he took our place. Because we are the ones that deserve to be on that cross to die because we are the ones who live sinful lives. But Jesus took the punishment on himself in our place. He substituted himself for us and took what we rightly deserved. Let me ask you a question. Would you take the blame for someone else's lie? Would you take the blame for someone else's problem? Would you take the blame for someone else's wrong? Would you take the blame for someone else? Think about it. Jesus took the blame for something that he didn't do. Jesus took the pain for something that he did not commit. Our sins, he took the blame. Would you take the blame? Would you stand in somebody else's shoes and take their punishment? Would you go to jail for someone else? The mafia, they were good at that. The big bosses, they weren't gonna spend no time in prison. Some of their 
sergeants, some of their foot soldiers took the blame for the boss. So they went to prison and spent five, 10, 15, 20 years in prison for something that they didn't do. They took the blame for the big boss. Jesus took the blame for you. He took the blame for me. He did no wrong, but he still took the blame. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Peter wrote in 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. Here again, we see that Christ took the sins we committed upon himself to pay the price for us. A few verses later, we read, for Christ died for sins once for all. The righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the spirit. First Peter 3.18. Not only was Christ the substitute for us, but he was also the atonement, meaning he satisfied the payment due for the sinfulness of man. There was another passage that talks about the substitutionary atonement in Isaiah 53 and 5. The verse talks about the coming Christ who was to die on the cross for our sins. That was prophetic. Notice the substitution. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we were healed. Here again, we see that Christ paid the price for us. The prophecy is very detailed. And the crucifixion happened just as it was foretold. Being punished and placed in hell for all eternity is the only way to pay the price of sin on our own. But Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, came to earth to pay the price for our sins. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Where would you like to spend eternity in heaven or in hell? Because he did this for us all. We now have the opportunity to not only have our sins forgiven, but to spend eternity with him. How can this be accomplished? Well, we must place our faith in what Christ did on the cross. Be assured, we cannot save ourselves. We need a substitute to take our place. The death of Jesus is the substitutionary atonement. And it was because of that atonement that covered all of our sins. 
that gave us another opportunity to see God's face in peace. If it was not for the atonement of Jesus, if it wasn't for him standing in our place, if it wasn't for his sacrificial love, if it wasn't for his substitutionary atonement, we would have to have died that terrible death. But the love of God did not want us to suffer that type of death. That's some type of love. We didn't deserve that love. We didn't deserve any of that. Think about all the sins that you've committed in your life. Think about the sin that you just committed. We deserve that punishment. We deserve what we get. We need to stop complaining about what we don't have. We need to start thinking about what we do have in Christ. Because if it wasn't for him, we would not be. What kind of world would we be living in today if Jesus hadn't died on the cross for us? Yeah, it's hard today. Yeah, there's turmoil in the world. Yeah, there's chaotic problems in our community. But it would be so much worse if Jesus hadn't died for our sins. If he hadn't forgiven us. This is what we need to be thankful for. This is what we need to be mindful of. Because of his substitutionary atonement. Where do you stand right now in your life? Where do you stand? Do you need someone to substitute for you? Do you need a stand in? Jesus has already paid for your punishment of death on the cross. He was and is the only substitute that can atone for your sins. Would you say yes to Jesus today? When do you say enough is enough? When you've come to your dead end road and you have nowhere else to go and now all of a sudden now you want to say, I'm ready to give my life to Christ. I'm done. I have nowhere to go. I need help. Do you wait until you're on your deathbed and the doctors come in and say, there's nothing else for us to do. When is enough enough? When do you get to the point of saying, I'm ready to say yes to Jesus right now. I'm ready to give my life over to him because I can't handle it anymore. I can't do it by myself. I've tried. I've messed up. I'm ready to give up and give it all over to Jesus and allow him to handle my life, allow him to take control of my life, allow him to do whatever he needs to do to change me, to make me a better person. Today could be that day. You can turn your life around right now. Yes, you've had some troubles in your life. Yes, you have trouble in your life, but you can change that today. The wonderful thing about it is you can always begin again. You can walk away from the old you. Stop looking at your past. Stop thinking about what people will say about you. 
It's not about what they say. It's about what you're getting ready to do. It's about what you are going to do. That's what it's about. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. Doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't matter where you are right now in your life. Jesus can and will forgive you. Just like in professional wrestling. Have you ever watched professional wrestling? I'm talking about old school where there's someone waiting to be tagged to come in and take their partner's place in the ring. Well, Jesus is waiting for you to tag him. Will you tag him today? He is all you need to help you win your battle in the ring of life. Just like little Danny in my opening story, Danny was willing to die so that his little brother would live. That's what Christ did for each of us. He shed his own blood to give us life. Jesus died for us so that we may live together with him. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 10. Will you say yes to Jesus today? Pray with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you admitting that I am a sinner in need of rescuing. Right now, I choose to turn away from my sin, and I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I desire to be set free right now. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, was my substitute and he died on the cross to take away my sins. I also believe that he rose again from the dead so that I might be forgiven of my sins and made righteous through faith in him. I call upon the name of Christ Jesus and confess him to be my Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus I choose to follow you, and I ask you to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. I declare that right now I am a child of God. I am free from sin and full of the righteousness of God. I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, I welcome you to the family of God. From this moment on, strive to live your life pleasing to him. Write to me and share your story of faith. And let me know that you said yes to Jesus today. You can email me at lifeswordministry at gmail.com and find a good church that teaches from the word of God so that you can grow in your faith. And be sure to subscribe and follow us right here on LWM Podcast each week. God loves you, and I do too. This concludes our podcast for today. Through one podcast at a time, we are helping you to rise up and overcome many of the world's perplexing problems. Remember to love God love yourself, and love others. Thank you for subscribing and sharing our podcast with others. Until next time, I'm Pastor Malachi.